0: From the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, does cataract surgery worsen AMD?
1: Over three years after surgery, we could not observe any evidence supporting that cataract surgery or post-cataract surgery state of the eye increased risk of development of late AMD. First
0: this. This year's ASCRS Annual Symposium was great. I learned a lot that I'm applying to my practice right now. If I have any complaint, it's that I couldn't get to all the sessions I wanted to because some of them overlapped. That's why I'm so excited about the new ASCRS Media Center. More than 1,300 sessions from that meeting are now available through this great new resource. See what you missed or revisit the most interesting sessions. The Media Center is free to all meeting attendees. Stay tuned after the podcast for more information. It's not uncommon for a patient with a clinically significant cataract to have age-related macular degeneration as well. I see these patients every week, and I'm sure that you do too. How do you counsel them? Certainly, I discuss the limitation of the visual potential after cataract extraction, and the fact that their symptoms of metamorphopsia will not improve after cataract surgery. Recently, I have been discussing the possibility that cataract extraction itself may accelerate their macular degeneration. Do you discuss that possibility with your patients? Is it even true? Different studies have answered that question in different ways. My guest today, Jin Wang, has just published the results of a study that may reconcile the disparate findings of prior publications. I'm delighted to welcome Dr. Wang as my guest today. Prior to your study, what was known about the influence cataract surgery has upon the development and the progression of age related macular degeneration?
1: Actually, this project was conceptualized between 2002 and 2003, and at that time, there's a number of clinical reports from the literature. Plus, uh, <clears throat> a post-mortem study has provided some evidence, suggests there's a concern that cataract surgery could increase the risk of uh, development of late AMD. And also in the population-based study, in the two population-based study, which is the Blue Mountain Eye Study and BVDM Eye Study, I looked at the data and I found quite a consistent evidence for the the study participants who were faking or should have faking at baseline, and five years later, they had an increase AMD. So that publication published in 2003 in ophthalmology. So that's how, you know, this uh, This question is sort of clinically important, not only concerned patients, but also ophthalmologists. So I thought we'd better to clarify whether there's a truly, there's a link there. Uh, one concern the ophthalmologist has is, it could be the patient has a sub, very subtle lay M lesion but did not detect because the tetra or still the real or the fungus. So we plan a study which we document the, conditions, the macular conditions before surgery or shortly after surgery. They both consider as a baseline finding. And then follow them up annually to see whether there's a changes over time in the macular region.
0: You mentioned in your paper the disparity in findings between population-based and clinic-based studies. What is the nature of the discrepancy between these two sorts of, of studies investigating the influence of cataract surgery on AMD? And, and why do you think this is the case?
1: All right. Um, so since, um, let's say, in early the, the first decade of this century, there's more literature report regarding this question. And then the p to be evidence from, from population-based study, they support this association. However, in clinical report, most of them, they do not support this association. So the discrepancy actually is yes and no. Yes from the Blue Mountain or from the population-based sample, but no mostly from the clinical-based samples. And I have you know a lot to think over why this is the case. You know, the population sample, they use very healthy older people as a control group. As a clinic-based clinic sample studies, they use clinical patient as a control group. So the control group are different, or the sample, the nature of the sample, the characteristics of the sample are different. So in a sense, for example, if the AMD risk factor distribution are different between the two samples, the finding will be different. I don't know whether you can picture this situation, For example, if a patient, they all have a relatively high prevalence of AMD risk factors. When they compare to a healthy subject, whether or not they have cardiac surgery, they will have a high risk of AMD anyway. When you compare the patient to patient, they both have a relatively high prevalence of AMD risk factors. So you can't tell the difference. If the surgery doesn't increase risk, you might not tell the difference between case and controls in terms of the lay AMD instance because their their background already has a higher uh prevalence of AMD risk factors. For example, in for example, in this report, I have a table to report the characteristics of these patients. And you will notice the early AMD prevalence is relatively higher in this patient group compared to the early AMD prevalence in the Blue Mountain sample. So in that case, early AMD is a high risk group to develop to late AMD anyway. So that could be the reason.
0: Let me see if I if I understood one one of the points that you make in the uh, paper with, with with regard to this question, which is is that the that essentially the population based and the clinic based um, studies have have sort of different control populations. And that y- your point is is that th- that the population based studies, which compare um, patients who have cataract surgery to other age match patients, um, are comparing to to healthier patients generally, and that the 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 control group in the 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 clinic based studies tend to be patients who are well. It's it's as if you were to say and correct me if I'm wrong that patients who require cataract surgery, are themselves probably at higher risk for AMD than the general population-based population age-match controlled would be to start out with?
1: Could be the case, yeah. Because, um, let's say, not only our sample, the Auckland Cataract uh, Surgery Study also documented that 80% of the patients who are undergoing cataract surgery have some sort of chronic comorbidities including, you know, systemic conditions and eye conditions. And in our sample, we also document about 80% this patient has some sort of chronic conditions. So if these chronic conditions, some of them have a the link to lay AMD, of course, they are naturally would be in a higher risk of lay AMD, regardless of whether they have surgery or not. So at least I can tell the early AMD prevalence is higher in the surgical patient group, which is the could be the fundamental reason to increase the risk of a AMD in this group.
0: What question did your study seek to answer? And, and and what was the the design of your study?
1: So we plan a cohort study, which is a longitudinal follow up the surgical patients. And then document their documentation of their macular conditions before or shortly after surgery, and annually follow them up. And in this particular report, recently impress in ophthalmology, I use a pair eye comparison, which particularly address the question whether surgery itself, or or after the tetra being removed, has uh, increased recently AMD. When you think about this condition, um. When a patient both eyes, one eye operate, the other eye not operate, and they are the same patient. So the systemic factors will be matched for, completely match for. The only difference is between one eye have operated on, the other eye have not. So the only difference between two eyes is the operation. So using this pair eye comparison, I basically be able to exclude surgery alone is not the reason to cause the difference
0: what were your main outcome measures uh, 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 and what were your inclusion-exclusion criteria?
1: Um, let me answer the second question first. Sure. The inclusion criteria is only the age criteria. We realized the late AMD cases are relatively rare. In the population, it's less than 1% and 2%. So we want to have an old age group which increase our chance to have a, some the more number of late AMD cases. But at the end even after three years follow-up, we still don't have enough number of late AMD cases. So our primary outcome is the instance of early AMD in this report, although we also report the number of the cases of late AMD between the two groups. And we also look at instance of each early AMD lesions. For example, instance of soft-dosen or instance of pigment, red pigment changes, and what we found is they basically no difference except the retinal pigment changes. We suspect that could be due to detection issue because after cataract we removed, the fungus view is much clearer and then you will be more likely to pick up the tiny pigments in the eye than, you know, in the eye with cataract.
0: What were your findings? What were your results?
1: Over three years after surgery, we could not observe any evidence supporting that. Um, cataract surgery or uh, post-cataract surgery state of the eye increased risk of development of late AMD. Uh, not only late AMD, but also not increased risk of development early AMD.
0: Prior to your study, what mechanisms had been proposed connecting cataract surgery to AMD progression? And does your study suggest that these mechanisms are not clinically
1: important? The Primarily, there's a two potential mechanisms first one is an um, inflammation reaction to surgical trauma, which could be only inference over a limited time after surgery, maybe a couple months or six months, something like that. The second possibility is increased to light exposure in, in, the, in the retina of the eye without lens or with pseudophakic lens. This me- mechanism still important, I think. Uh, however, at this stage, my report still haven't haven't addressed the uh, information reaction question. We will go ahead to look at the uh, inflammatory marker levels of the this cohort patient, see whether those who have early MD progress or development will be had a have a higher level or inflammatory marker level. Uh in terms of light exposure, that's been a long ongoing hypothesis but it turns out it will be very difficult to to document, even though the, the hypothesis is very strong. Be, because the measurement of the light exposure it is very limited. We don't have a strong or a precise a good measurement of light exposure to the eye. So this still somewhere, you know, I think it's important, but it's difficult to prove. Sure.
0: One difficulty with a paired eye cataract study like this, of course, is that patients often require cataract surgery to the second eye and then can no longer participate in the study. To the extent that this is reflected in the fact that you have a three-year follow-up period, is that enough time to account for the influence that cataract extraction might have on AMD?
1: Yeah, this is a very good question. I know, um, in fact, yes, The bilateral cataract surgery rate is very high at the moment. So even by the time three years after the first eye being operated, we have only limited number of uh, patients who remain unilaterally operated and then be able to uh, contribute to the pair eye comparison. I would expect by the time of five years, I I would not have enough number of cases to do the pair eye comparison. Yes, I agree the three years probably not long enough, particularly when you consider the potential mechanism is light exposure. The increased light exposure has to be accumulated over a long period of time to let the damage sufficiently enough to, to have substantial changes anyway. So three years is definitely not, not long enough. Um in the population based evidence, basically the the time period between surgery and, and late AMD is at least five years. So, in our study, we are planning to follow them up up to five years. And basically, the now the five year follow up has been completed with this, in the in the stage of um, data cleaning, data analysis, and then we will continue to report the five years outcome. But unlikely to be PAI comparison anyway. Uh, we also have a population-based sample data like, like the Blue Mountain study that can be used as a control group too.
0: In the context of your own clinical practice, does the presence or severity of AMD play a role in your recommending or, or, or not recommending cataract surgery to a particular
1: patient? Um, firstly, I'm not a clinician, but I would still, if I were a clinician, I would still be very cautious for a subgroup of a patient who, if they are at high risk of late MD. For example, if some patient come to me because of poor vision and then we found one eye already have late MD and then the second eye have a grand stage early MD, I would warn the patient, regardless a surgery, actually, his or her second eye to develop AMD risk is very high. So whether the surgery itself can promote this process, we still cannot definitely say no at this stage. So I still would warn the patient and get the patient fully informed the possibility of this outcome. Definitely longer follow up this study is needed. However, um it may not be feasible for us to follow this patient longer than five years because of funding situation. We had a first, you know, three years period funding from the Australian government, also from Retina Australia. And then after that we had to sustain this follow up Without extra funding, which is very difficult to, but we, because the research question is very important, so we decided to keep, you know, follow up them up to five years, but we, we, we could not go any further longer because of the funding issue.
0: Ji Jin, thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for your interest in our study.
0: Jai Jin Wang is Senior Research Fellow and Professor of Clinical Ophthalmology and Eye Health at the Westmead Clinical School at the Westmead Millennium Institute for Medical Research at the University of Sydney in Sydney, Australia. Her paper, Risk of Age-Related Macular Degeneration Three Years After Cataract Surgery, Paired Eye Comparisons, appears in the November 2012 issue of Ophthalmology. Here's some additional information about the new ASCRS Media Center. Almost all of the 2012 ASCRS ASOA meeting was audio and video recorded, and there are now more than 1,300 sessions featuring almost 1,000 speakers available online. You can view the general sessions, ASCRS paper sessions, symposia, films and posters, plus select courses and ASOA sessions on business management. It's essentially the entire meeting, anytime you want, and it's all available through the new ASCRS Media Center. If you attended the meeting, your Media Center access is free. If you're a current ASCRS or ASOA member but didn't attend, you can still see everything that you missed for the member price of $199. If you're not an ASCRS member, you can still purchase the Media Center, or better yet, Join us and get the lower member price. To view the 2012 meeting through the Media Center, visit the ASCRS website at www.ascrs.org. If you're already a member, log in first and then click the Media Center link. If you're a guest, just click the Media Center link at the top of the page. From there, you can purchase the Chicago 2012 package or, better yet, Join the ASCRS and receive the discounted member price. Ask questions of Dr. Wang or any of our previous guests, or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Write to me with your questions or comments at jayoungmd at gmail.com as seen from here, is a production of the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.